And good morning and welcome to the Essay Capital 5 Minute Morning Minor. It's Thursday, the 11th of August. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be up in Kendall in the, uh, in the near the Lake District, um, but uh, seeing a company called James Cropper. Unfortunately, yesterday there was an RNS saying the CEO had resigned with immediate effect. So I'm here. There's no point going. No CEO. Very strange. Anyway, to the listener's benefit, maybe. Paul, how are you this morning? I'm all right. You just wanted to stay here in the heat. That's what it was. And she say it, but I mean, I'll tell you what, it was a lovely cool wind this morning as I cycled in at six o'clock this morning. Um, so it's not that bad yet, but maybe it'll heat up during the day. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, what I can tell you is I, I, my, my hot tub uh, has not been heating for ages and it's still running at 25 degrees, which is really rather amazing. Anyway, probably shouldn't be talking about hot tubs and that sort of thing when there's a water shortage. Uh, let's move quickly on. Uh, actually, rather disappointing interims from Antofagasta, weren't there today? Yes, that's right. They're struggling here uh, with these uh, uh, interims here that they released, sharply lower compared to year-on-year numbers. Uh, revenue was $2.5 billion U.S., down almost 30% from the same period in 2021 because of lower copper sales volumes and lower copper prices for them as well. Uh, profit before tax uh, fell by $1.1 billion to just $680 million for, uh, in comparison to uh, the year uh, prior in 2021. Uh, cash flows are down. Uh, capital expenditure, according to their guidance, they're about 44% through their uh, full a year uh, estimate that they may get made at the beginning of the year. Earnings per share came in at 26 cents, which is down by 41 cents. And the interim dividend uh, was declared at 9.2 cents per share. Otherwise, a lot of other information in there in the press release, like net cash costs at $1.82 a pound, uh, compared to what was just $1.14 a pound a year ago. And Full year production uh, guidance is uh, stated at 640 to 660 a thousand tons of uh, copper metal, and uh, I haven't uh, uh, taken or enough time in order to see whether or not that's a change from what was given at the beginning of the year. But it wouldn't surprise me if it is because of the issues they are facing. What's gone wrong with copper, Paul? I mean, you know, it's one of those commodities that everyone said, oh, there's not enough supply, demand's going to go through the roof. And I mean, the copper price has been just so weak. Uh, well, yeah, I would have to disagree with that myself. Uh, copper price this morning, I looked $3.65 a pound. If we were really weak in the copper sector, I would say that we would be looking at numbers much closer to $3 a pound. Uh, for at this stage, given the outlook for recession around the world. So uh, I'm not discouraged by this. This is just a correction, uh, in my opinion, as opposed to a fundamental change in the copper outlook. Yeah, but mid-2021, uh, we got up to nearly $5 a pound. Yes, and we'll have to restore that uh, place too, particularly with the rise in cash costs uh, across operations, because otherwise there just isn't enough profit margin in order to develop new supply. So you're a bull of copper. I'm a bull on copper, yep. Mm-hmm. Good for camel. Um, anyway, um, right, well, that's Santa Fagasta. Uh, now, to another one we had this morning, we had some interim results out of Caledonia mining, the Zimbabwe uh, gold mining company. Most of the activity here actually in terms of 
trading seems to be done in the US. Um, uh, but anyway, tell us what you think, Paul. Well, it's a real contrast with Antofagasta's numbers. Caledonia Mining, uh, their numbers are all on the upside here. 20,000 ounces produced in the quarter, which is 20% higher than in uh, Q2 of 2021. And it's also a new production record for any quarter. 38,600 ounces produced in the first half, and that's almost 30% higher than a year ago. Gross revenues up to $37 million uh, for a rise of 23.4%, and profit up to $18 million, or a 28% increase. All in sustaining costs only changed by 3% or so because of the better uh, production numbers uh, able to offset to a great degree some of these uh, price increases on uh, supplies and fuel. Total dividend paid 14 cents on the quarter and they have declared a further dividend of 14 cents uh, going forward here for this quarter. Yeah, um, I must admit, it's interesting. I, I've, I've been speaking to a few um, mining companies in Zimbabwe, and they all seem to be doing really rather well. Uh, there's obviously a lot of, you know, quite a lot of lithium goes on there. Lithium and gold is very popular in in, uh, but in Zimbabwe. But uh, again, Caledonia Mining as a stock, you know, has, has not really performed, has it? The, the stock, uh, otherwise, uh, because it is based in Zimbabwe, has always had, suffered from a discount uh, uh, for geopolitical or perceived geopolitical risk, which, in my opinion, from a performance basis, has been completely unjustified given their uh, actual um, performance of uh, several, many years now. As you say, it's actually going really well and uh, generating a lot of cash. I wonder whether there's a bit of corporate activity is required there. Uh, well, they I'll did do... They did do a deal this uh, quarter here to pick up this Bilbo's uh, project here, which is a good size uh, 27 million ton deposit of 2.3 grams gold. So that will change the, uh, as it's developed, will change the production profile for Caledonia. Now, I was thinking more somebody going into them rather than the other way around, Paul, because the stock looks cheap. <laughs> uh, I'll have to go and talk to one of their non-execs, Nick Clark, when I'm next down in Cornwall. He lives in Falmouth. Uh, anyway, no need to talk about that. Uh, let's also talk a little bit. One of your favorite areas is diamonds, and we had uh, Lucara Diamond uh, interims. Yes, we did. Lucara uh, gave out their interims as well. Rough diamond market fundamentals they're encouraged by, uh, but uh, I have to say that the following rough prices here, uh, since June, the price has been deteriorating in the rough market. Uh, so these numbers that uh, you see reflected here, probably a little bit past tense as opposed to what we'll see in the coming quarter. Revenue from sales uh, uh, came in at $52 million on the three months and $120 million on the six-month period. They have the direct sales uh, outlet, too. They uh, call Clara uh, for large uh, high-value stones, and that uh, showed improvement as well, $9.4 million in sales uh, there. Uh, and compared to the $8.3 million in the prior quarter, Cash position at 41 million, and they have been uh, spending uh, money here as they uh, work to convert the uh, Karowe uh, mine from open pit to underground uh, development over the next uh, several quarters here. 
produced 86,000 carats in the quarter, which was quite uh, or about 20% down actually from uh, the a year ago. And the average grade uh, is a little bit lower at 12 carats per 100 tons. Okay, and actually it may be worth um, Artemis Resources, which the, the punters play around in quite a lot. Uh, they've been um, suspended, but they've, they've now managed, managed to get their uh, drill results out, I think, Paul, and they're going to be trading again. What, what's that all about? Yeah, what that was is they had incomplete drilling results uh, yesterday that they had released and they uh, felt that it was just or whether it was the regulator that flagged it for them or or just their own dissatisfaction with the results that they could uh, disclose yesterday. They suspended the share trading until they could get these results out today. And this Carlo Castle thing I followed for several years now. It's a cobalt cutter. Uh, uh, gold project, uh, uh, Shear Zone and Vein hosted in West Australia. And uh, it's uh, surprisingly good to me, I would say, because of its uh, grades in gold and cobalt, but also showing up with some nice copper now in uh, individual intercepts like nine meters at 1.2% copper, two grams gold, 0.05% cobalt or eight meters at two and a half percent copper, 0.24 gold and 0.86% cobalt. So um, obviously they'll be continuing to drill this thing because I think it's surprising them as far as the uh, continuity of mineralization is concerned. Cobalt, I mean, it was obviously hugely in, in demand, so to speak, uh, but it's, it will, will be very quiet as a marketplace, isn't it? It's gone more quiet, I would say, because of the concerns around so much of cobalt being ha having to be sourced from the DRC and the ESG uh, concerns around whether that uh, cobalt supply is compliant. About 15% uh, of the world market in cobalt is uh, uh, artisanal mining, so there's a lot of concern as to working conditions and whether there's child labor involved and things like that. So anywhere that high-grade cobalt can be uh, worked up in other uh, jurisdictions that don't have those concerns, like the Gervois Global's uh, project in Idaho, which is uh, coming toward the production shortly, or this one, uh, the Carlo Castle deposit in Australia, which has no cobalt production, uh, those are keenly uh, being uh, followed. Well, it's opened up 14% this morning, um, but bear in mind it has actually just doubled basically during August. So uh, um, I think most of it is probably now in the price and it's back to basically where it was when it uh, when it came to, to to the London market, certainly at the beginning of the year. Um, okay, I think that's enough, Paul. We, we've done plenty of time there. Uh, we'll love you and leave you, as they say. Um, but there is a lot more activity in the market now. The market is coming back to life. Um, we'll speak again tomorrow. Very good. See you then.